Yo, yo, check this out. Yeah, check this out. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. With 92.9. JG and Jack for breakfast. 92.9. I just love the good energy that comes from my radio. The way to wake up. Awesome to listen to. Yeah, they're good. Love it. Tamworth. Let's go. Go, go, go. G'day, JB here. Thanks for catching up with some of the best bits from the show this morning. We had a chat about your holiday horror stories, plus the council tonight are voting for some further amendments on the Fitzroy Street Mall. What changes would you like to see? We chatted about that. All of that and more coming up in this edition of the JB and Jack for Breakfast catch-up. Did you say? Uh, Jack, of course, state election yesterday. Uh, across the weekend. There you go. There's what you say for tomorrow. Uh, state election over the weekend. Gladys Berejiklian took it out as Premier uh, for the third term. Now, we all know she's got a difficult name to say. All right, not beating around the bush, but it is it's can, can difficult. Can we hear it again? Gladys Berejiklian. That's how I say it anyway. I'm pretty sure that's right. Gladys Berejiklian. Gladys Berejiklian. Yeah. yeah. Gladys Berejiklian. Yeah. All right. Unlike how Scotty said this yesterday, all right? And Gladys Berejiklian, she remains the Premier of the States as well. Hey, let's hear, let's hear that again. Who, who was Premier? And Gladys Berejiklian. She- I mean, Scotty's a Queenslander. Got to cut him some slack. Although the Premier of Queensland is probably just as difficult to say Anastasia Palaszczuk. But it's not written like that. There's a couple of Zs and Ks in there for good measure. Maybe stick to the stick to the Queensland premiers, you reckon, Jack? For Scotty? Yeah. I'd say you should uh, stick to Tom Jones with that pronunciation. And Gladys Berejiklian. She- Gladys Berejiklian. And Gladys Berejiklian. She- Interesting stuff there from Scotty. <laughs> and it, the, my favourite thing about this one from Scotty is it was such an in-depth analysis it was. of the state election. It was. Like, and anything and, else he said was spot on. Yeah, the, you can't fault him on the rest. It was just a slight slip of the tongue we, with her name there. Which was a pretty big yeah. mistake. We'll take him off the roster for the federal election, although Scott Morrison and Bill Shorten's not too hard to say, is it? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Did you say? It's a 20 degrees right now on the Fitzroy Street Mall. Speak of the devil. They're going to council meeting tonight to make some proposed changes. A report was put forward to council for tonight's uh, council meeting where they are suggesting that planting some mature shaded trees there, the installation of living umbrellas with seating underneath, uh, the placement of ribbon seat, also some tactile hazard markers would be all efficient short-term solutions for the multi-purpose space and some long-term recommendations include some nighttime lighting set up there. The Director of Planning and Compliance at Tamworth Regional Council, Brent McAllister, said that every great city has a heart. He said this space is the heart of Tamworth and we want to ensure that people love to come to it to meet, greet, eat, relax, be entertained and to celebrate. The feedback we have had is that in order for this to happen, we need to put in place plenty of shade and comfortable seating. The total estimated cost of the recommended plans to finish Fitzroy Plaza is $816,885. The report will be put to them in tonight's council meeting. And if it gets passed, looks like some of those changes will be done before Christmas this year. Love to know your thoughts about those changes. Does it need more shade? What else does it need? 676-2299 or on our Facebook page. Had lots of suggestions on this one yesterday, Jack. Yeah, look, we did. We put it out there. Uh, Shade was obviously the... Mm. The obvious one, and 
That's it. And they've identified shade that mm. will be one of the main things of putting up. Those living umbrellas look pretty cool, pretty much the umbrellas which you then grow vines on as well. Yeah. Uh, so look pretty green and and cool. Uh, I was having a chat to a couple of people last night who said that they just need to pretty much simply decide if it's going to be a, a traffic street or not, mm. make a decision on that one and yeah. go from there. Yeah. I can see that. Some other, other points were... Um, Made Rob Haskard human beings yeah. would be nice. Well, I mean, come on. If you build it, they will come, Rob. That's yeah. what the legendary film line is. So hopefully if you put a bit of shade in there and some other stuff, it will attract some people. I'd like to see, and I know we're in tough economic times at the moment with the drought, but I would love to see, and this is just, this. I'm, I'm not just singling out Fitzroy Street Mall. I'd like to see it down the whole of Peel Street and other outdoor areas around the region, but it would be nice to even have some after-hour eating or coffee areas to actually go to so often, especially working breakfast hours. When I knock off work, I'll go for a wander down Peel Street or the Fitzroy Street Mall at 3 or 4 o'clock or even after midday on Saturday and everything's closed up. So I'd like to think that possibly if maybe some places did stay open longer then people would actually frequent and fill up these spaces. But again, it is that whole to be cheesy. If you build it, they will come. Maybe you need something there to entice businesses to stay open later. And that's maybe where these yeah. redevelopment of the Fitzroy Street Mall needs to be done to facilitate that to happen. Well, Chris kind of jumped on similar there. Chris commented saying, considering the successful Fiesta appeal, perhaps a more permanent monthly similar type thing. Yeah. Um, and look, I could see that. We have our farmers and growers market in town, little things like that. We could get more of those things in Fiesta La Pille. Again, though, you put all that stuff there in a car, drive straight through, it doesn't really work in that sense. I personally would like to see a water fountain. Now, I know how fountain. expensive it is and that we're in the middle of a drought, looking more long-term than when this drought does break, is if you think that one of the main problems with country music at the moment is the heat, Kids love playing in water fountains. Just a couple of those little shooty things up the ground. That would be fantastic. Um, And it's all well and easy for me to say this. I'm not too sure where the local businesses are, but would love to see some buy-in for the local businesses. You know, if the post office were able to have uh, swinging TVs, which they could swing around to face out their window so they could sit outside and maybe watch some cricket Mm. in the summer. Mm. Um, Some of these nice autumn nights we've had whilst Daylight Savings is still here, fantastic place to uh, maybe sit down and watch um, some football. Mm. Uh, Things like that could be a buy-in or even the council to jump on that and, uh, you know, put movies up or... Yeah, things like that. So pop up events. Yeah, exactly. It. So wake me up. This is JB and Jack for breakfast. Get on up. 192.9. Don't know you would have heard about the Viking cruise ship just off the coast of Norway over the weekend. It broke down. It left 1,373 passengers and crew stuck on board. Some of them got helicoptered off the cruise ship while the rest stayed stuck on board, struggling in heavy seas. Waves battering the uh, the side of the boat and coming overboard. It was apparently water was just going into people's cabins and everything like that. It finally got some tugboats out to pull it back into shore and everyone is back and safe and well. But it got us talking here about your travel horror stories. Jack, you've got one. Yeah, more of a lucky story, really, JB. Uh, back in 2010, I think it was, when there was um, record amounts of snow falling in England, we went over for a family holiday and were set to get back. We are hosting Christmas, so we are set to get back, then have Christmas, the whole family coming. Uh, when 
first thing which was a good move is we made a last-minute decision to fly out from Paris and quickly tick off Paris off our list whilst we were over there rather than flying out from Heathrow, which was good because if we stayed in Heathrow, I think their flights were cancelled up to another four days after. We got to Paris and they only had one runway which are clearing the snow and then I'll never forget we're in a line on something like seven planes and they clear the snow and then go, 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 go. Planes will take off mm. all on the one run run and then they clear it again. Uh, we got out of there, just made it back in time for Christmas and uh, got back to look at the news which was that the, um, the airport at Paris, the roof had actually collapsed in about three hours after we flew out wow. because of the snow. So we got very lucky there and, of course, we've already put it out on Facebook and... Um, Rob's already got one of a flight cancelled, so uh, due to snow. Due to snow, yeah. So, yeah we're, we're, we're on the lucky side of that. We could have completely missed Christmas and, and so on. So I'm pretty lucky and I've got a lot of friends who have spent ample amounts of time in airports and um, we all yeah. know what happened to Tom Hanks. I had a f- <laughs> Very true. I had a friend that went over to New York City on holidays a couple of years ago, trip of a lifetime, and ended up getting stuck in that really bad hurricane. I can't remember the name of it now, but that one that battered New York City, yep. the coast of New York City three or four years ago now. I can't remember the name of it, but she was caught up in the middle of that, which was quite remarkable with all the photos. And a friend of mine, again, was going off to New York City for the trip of a lifetime. Uh, a kid I went to school with, he literally uh, said bye to everyone at school. I'll see you in six weeks when I come back from the States. He's rocked up to school the next day because he couldn't fly out because, of course, the date on the calendar was September 11, 2001 and all yeah. the flights in and out of the country end up getting cancelled. So, unfortunately, he ended up having to spend three weeks away on a subpar secondary holiday up to the Great Barrier Reef in Queensland, which is a lovely spot, but when you've been waiting for a trip to New York for about three years, it doesn't quite compare. No. So wake me up. This is JB and Jack for breakfast. Get all up. On 92.9. Your travel horror story, 676-2299, or on our Facebook page, JD Peters, he's got a good one, about seven years old. He was going on a family holiday, heading over to Coffs and travelling through the Dorigos. Yeah, done that way too many times. That's a nice windy descent down into Coffs Harbour. I thought you meant travelling to Dorigo was the horror story. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the story. No, he was travelling through the Dorigos and Dad was driving, had a car full of luggage in the back with a trailer on the back with bikes, just full of stuff. And halfway through the mountain, the brakes failed... And they went over the edge looking down the hill because back then there weren't any trees like there is now. Mm. Unbelievable. Crazy. Could not do that. No, no, no way at all. Awesome. Ouch. Thanks for that, JD. Love I, to know your thoughts. I love what Jess has uh, Jess's sent in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Returning home after a perfect holiday, that's also a bit of a yeah. horror story. Yeah, that, that's very true. And I'm amazed when we were chatting about horror stories before you mentioned the snow at Heathrow and you're nearly missing your flight. Now, last year we were talking about what foods you absolutely hate. I thought the good old mint slushy in Greece would have been your travel horror story, Jack. (laughs) So wake me up. This is JB and Jack for breakfast. Get all up. Apple have announced overnight that they are launching two online TV channels. They're launching Apple TV, which will have a bundle of content from popular services such as HBO and Showtime. And they're also launching their own channel called Apple TV Plus, original names, 
which include their own original content created by Apple itself. They're moving out into their own content stream like a lot of these uh, digital channels are, Netflix, etc. that ended up, instead of buying shows off other companies, end up making their own. Uh, so they're launching that this fall over in the States. Apple haven't released how much it will cost, but already they've got some relatively big names on board. Steven Spielberg is going to be rebooting the TV series Amazing Stories for Apple TV+. Reese Witherspoon, also Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell have announced a new TV series called The Morning Show for it. Uh, and J.J. Uh, Abrams, Ofra Winfrey, Jason Momoa, also M. Night Shyamalan, uh, John Chu and others have already stepped up and said that they will also be creating original content for Apple TV Plus in the near future. Interesting uh, times for Apple. We'll see how all that goes when they launch it a little, little later on this year. Of course, Apple have had hits or misses with some of their... Uh, things over the years so we'll see exactly how this plays out whether it goes into the hit camp or oh yeah i remember when apple did that yeah that was all right doesn't exist anymore what you think jack yeah well netflix has been fantastic they've been real innovators in this mm. start to finish really and as you said when they started producing their own uh tv series and albeit films at the start they were pretty ordinary but they've gotten pretty good and i think they are finally called on that one of the big things their users like is addictive binge watching so mm. they're trying to make their tv series more addictive all it will take is one hit series yes really yeah, uh, yeah. if if apple create one hit series everyone's talking about yeah. which is good yeah and the only place you can watch it is on Apple TV, yeah. then before you know it, you'll have people signing up. And some of those names, like Jason Momoa, uh, you know, Aquaman, one of the highest mm. grossing DC movie, uh, movies of all time, and they're all saying the main reason it was so successful is the amount of ladies that just wanted to see him shirtless. So um, take your shirt off and uh, you might get a fair <laughs> few people over to uh, Apple TV. Very true. He, they are. It's a faster, It's a good time for television. We are sort of, and it's interesting. We were chatting about that the other day in the office here. How traditional TV, your normal broadcast channel seven, ten, nine, have pretty much gone down the gurgler over the last oh. five or six years in terms of ratings, etc. They and they've rolled over. You know, yeah. I've said it many times. The yes. amount of Australian dramas or just good dramas on our TV compared to this reality TV crap, yeah. which we see, which is cheap to produce. No offence, Brooke. Yeah, sorry, Brooke. Um, but, yeah, so they've rolled over, really. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Whereas uh, you, you get these channels that are creating their own unique content. They're actually spending money on production values, getting people to know, uh, who know what they're doing behind the cameras and on the cameras to do it. And it's just going absolutely gangbusters. It really is sort of the golden age of TV again. Yeah. So fascinating to see Apple TV... Uh, jump into that space and we'll see how they go. Yeah, it's really incredible now to even think I've got friends who are moving into houses and haven't actually bothered hooking their TV up to the antenna because mm. they have Foxtel and a smart TV which hooks up to Netflix and their PlayStation. Don't even use normal TV anymore. And a part of me is like, well, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah exactly. You wonder if they put this kind of content that is on your Netflix and now Apple TV Plus in the future, if they were to put those on traditional television channels, do you reckon they will get a resurgence of people coming back or do you think that horse is well and truly bolted? Do you think it's done its dash 
and it's gone. Uh, I think the horse has now bolted yep. and they'll have to review it due to the mm. fact if you're sitting at home, you've got a smart TV which you can get Netflix up by pressing three buttons mm. and you've got a TV series on Netflix and a TV series which is just about to start on Prime or 9 or 10. Mm. One's got ads, one doesn't. Yeah. Very true. So wake me up. This is JB and Jack for breakfast. Get all up on 92.9.